This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Go ahead and go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I didn't put this in your notes, but I just want to read this. And we're talking about how do we find our place? God doesn't want His children to be frustrated and wondering who we are and why we're gifted the way we're gifted. He doesn't want us to, uh, you know, the younger kids in here to, to go to school and not know what you're created to do and be. He wants us to know why we're gifted the way we're gifted and why we're wired the way we're wired. He wants us to know our place. Say, He wants me to know my place. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I just want to read this to you. And it said, verse 12, it says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I am not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were a hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as He pleased. Notice in the Amplified, verse 18, but as it is, God has placed and arranged the limbs and organs in the body, each particular one of them, just as He wished and saw fit with the best adaption. So he's saying, okay, maybe, maybe you're designed to be an ear, but the ear wants to be an eye. The ear was not created to be an eye, so no matter how much it goes to the eye doctor and takes the eye exam chart, it'll never be an eye, right? It'll always be an ear. But sometimes, uh, let's just say the ear stands up and says, I want to be an eye, because nobody comes up and says, oh, what beautiful ears you have. No, what do they say? Oh, what beautiful eyes you have. And so the ear gets frustrated because nobody acknowledges the ear or the hand. The hand, if, if the hand wants to be a foot, ah, the hand can go to foot lessons day in, day out, but is it ever going to be a foot? The hand can buy, have, have a, just a, a, a room full of shoes. No gloves, just shoes. Will the hand ever be a foot? It can have a t-shirt that says, I'm a foot, but is it a foot? No, it's not. The hand is designed to be the hand. The foot is designed to be the foot. And God wants you and I to know who we are and what part of the body we're created to be because in that place, we have grace. The hand has hand grace. The mouth has mouth grace. The knee has knee grace. The foot has foot grace. God wants us to be in our place. There's a place where it pleases God to place me, say me, in the body. So when I find out 
my relationship with God, why I'm wired the way I'm wired, why I'm gifted the way I'm gifted, why I'm designed the way I'm designed, then I can be who I'm created to be and do it with boldness and do it with confidence and do it with joy and do it with peace, knowing that I am who I'm created to be and I can operate in dominion and authority because I'm where I'm supposed to be and I'm operating in the graces that God himself has given me. There is a place where I am best suited to be. In that fight, it says best adapted. God has a place where you're best adapted. God has a place upon the earth. God has a place in the body for you and I to use our gifts, to use our graces to make a difference in this world. And it's in that place that we're going to be the most fulfilled. It's in that place where the resources have to come to us. When my elbow is where it's supposed to be, the blood flows to the elbow and through the elbow to supply the hand. But if the elbow is on my head, it is in the wrong place and it can call out saying, I want to be where I'm supposed to be, but until it gets in its place, it'll never be satisfied, it'll never be supplied, and it'll never function the way it was created to function because it was created to function here and not on my head. But how many people want to do it our way instead of discovering who am I and why am I wired the way I'm wired and why am I gifted the way I'm gifted? And God, where do you want me to be tonight? God wants you and I to discover some things about ourselves, to get to where we're created to be because that is the place of provision. That is the place of dominion and authority. That is the place of satisfaction. That is the place. Say, God has a place for me. God doesn't want us running around for 30, 40, 50 years not knowing who we are or what place we fit in. He wants us to find it, and He wants us to get there. Say, I'm going to get there. Acts chapter 4, verse 33, and it says, With great power, this is back on page 1, and great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. God wants you and I to operate in the grace of God. Grace is an empowerment. In the Greek, it comes from a, a word charis, and it means a divine influence in the heart that reflects in the life. So God wants His grace. Think about your, your gifts, and I want you to think about when you've operated at your best. And He says, now great, the word great comes from a Greek word megas, which means exceedingly or very great. He says there's an, an exceedingly great grace upon every one of them, from the person that just got saved to the leader. He says great grace was upon them all. Great grace. What would your life look like if you were operating at 10% more grace than you are right now? If you were operating at 20% more capacity, yeah, you might be sharp as all get out, but what if, what if you operated at 20% more capacity, 30% more capacity, 50% more capacity? What does that look like? That's what God is saying. He's wanting us to get in our place, to receive the grace, and to be the difference makers we're called and created to be. There is a place for each and every one of us, and God wants us to step it up. So I'm going to find my place. Come on, say it. I'm going to find my place. Look at this. 1 Corinthians 7, 7, it says, But each one has his own gift from God. Where does our gifts come from? From God. One in this manner, another in that manner. Ephesians 4, 7, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Romans eleven twenty nine 29, in the Amplified, it says, For God's gifts and His call are irrevocable. Listen to this. He never withdraws them, the gift and the grace. 
He never withdraws them once once they are given and does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to who he sends his call. So when God designed you and I, and he places a gift in us, and he created us to be an elbow, we could spend our whole life trying to be an ear, and we will be held accountable for being an elbow and not an ear. But a lot of times we want to convince God that our plan is better than his plan. And God isn't going to get to the point and say, okay, I had the perfect plan. I had the place of provision. I had the place of power. I had the place of strength. I had the place that you were created to be, but your plan is so much better than I. I mean, that just slipped by me. Let's go with your plan. Won't happen. Won't happen. But he says right here, when he gives us the gift, when he gives us the grace, he doesn't bring it back. He says, I don't apologize for what I put in you. I don't apologize for the gift. I don't apologize for the grace. I don't apologize for the desire. I don't apologize for the wiring. I don't apologize because I know what's best for you and I have a good plan for you. When you get in that place, the goodness of God leads people to repentance. It is the goodness of God that brings provision. It is the goodness of God that brings uh, salvation, protection, healing. But it's in that place. Finding our place is life-changing. Let's keep going. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. We already read that verse. Uh, go, go to Romans 12, verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Say, let us use them. Page 2, First Peter chapter 4, verse 10. He says, as each one of you have received a gift, a particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ it for one another as befits good trustees of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of the extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. So let me just kind of summarize this and then we're going to move on. He is saying on the inside of each and every one of us, there, there are gifts and there are graces. And when we are operating in our gifts and in our graces, people see the many-sided graces of God. They see the goodness of God. He says, when you find your gift, employ it. When you find your talent, employ it. He says the reason you have a gift is to serve other people. It's not to serve yourself. Yes, whenever you're going to, it's kind of like a pipe that's carrying water. You are the vessel and the pipe's going to get wet because the water has to come through it. When you look at your gifts as a service to people, increase is going to come and you're going to be taken care of and you're going to be blessed to be a blessing. But your gift is for who? For others, your gift is for others. He says, and when you're operating in your gift and you're operating in your gift and I'm in my gift, we all come together and we paint a picture of the goodness of God and it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. We are intelligent enough, created in the image and likeness of God, filled with the Spirit of God, our minds renewed by the Word of God, that if we will get quite deep is calling unto deep. Deep is calling unto deep. Your graces are calling to the place that you are created by God to get to. And in that place, you are designed by God to function at full capacity. Every gift coming to pass, every blessing coming to pass, divine connections being there, doors of opportunity being there, the grace to overcome anything the devil would try to throw your way to stop you from being who you're called and created to be. Deep is calling unto deep. Grace is calling for that place. Your gift 
is calling for you to get to that place you're designed by God to be. Say, I can find my place. It comes from listening to the call. Listening to the car. You're listening to the car. You're listening to the deep one who knows every detail about your life, is calling you and wants you to get to your place and walk in all the victory, all the blessing, overcome everything the devil would throw your way. It's in that place with your gifts and your graces that you are designed by God to be. The deep is calling unto deep. God is calling you and I to get to the place we're created to be and function in the way we're designed by God to function. Say the call. The call is also connected to the desire. Say the desire. It's connected to the desire. In Hebrews 13, this is on page... Five of your notes, Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21. See, the desires that you and I have, they are designed by God to guide us. I'm not talking carnal desires. Because if we continue to think like the world, believe like the world, and we're not renewing our mind, carnal desires will pull you away from God's desires. My son and I was talking about this not too long ago. How how do we know the difference between a carnal desire and God's desires that He's placed in us? Psalms 37, 4 says, When we delight ourselves in God, He gives us the desires of our heart. You heard me tell this before, but I was out filling up the water trough one day, and I had the water hose running in the water trough, and as I was filling it up, and it was overflowing, I was just sitting there, and I was just watching it. Of course, we don't like to overflow it at our house because it makes a mess, but this God was was using the deal, and I was just letting the, the grasshoppers, the hay, the different stuff this years ago. And the Lord says, Trey, if you will allow my word to flow into your heart the same way this water is flowing into this water trough, I will flush out things that are not of me, and what's remaining will be the things that I've placed in you. How can I get to my place? How can I operate in my graces? The call, say the call. The desire, say the desire. Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed, ratified the everlasting agreement, the covenant, the testament. Listen to this. Strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be. The God of peace is strengthening you and making you what you ought to be and that you may carry out His will while He Himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to whom be the glory forever and ever to the ages. Amen. Notice He says that it is God who makes you what you ought to be, that you may carry out His will, while He Himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in His sight. Who's making you what you ought to be? Who is working in you? Talk to me. Now, that's true when we choose to be chosen. Now, He gives the gift, and He gives the grace, and He extends the call. And He says, I don't apologize. I don't repent. 
for the grace I've given you, the gift I've given you, the call I have upon your life, but many are called, but few are chosen. Few choose to be chosen. Few choose, once they get born again, many are born again, but few choose to continue to say, yes, Lord. When you get up in the morning, yes, Lord. So how do I find my place and how do I find my grace and how do I operate the way God designed me to operate, waking up in the morning one day at a time and saying, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to renew my mind. Yes, sir. I'm going to put you first. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'm going to obey. Yes, sir. What would I do whenever I miss it, whenever I make a mistake, whenever I sin, whenever I fall, whenever I, 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 you know, I lose my temper, whatever the case is. 1 John 1, 9, I ask the Lord to forgive me. And He says He's faithful to cleanse us and to forgive us of all unrighteousness. And you just say, Lord, I just ask you to forgive me and I receive His mercies which are new every day. And you get right back in the game saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I choose to believe your word. Yes, I choose to believe your plan is better than my plan. The call is there. Say, the call is there. Deep is calling unto deep. Say, deep is calling unto deep. So I want you to picture your graces are calling you. Your gifts are calling you. The desires that God has placed on the inside of you, He's working in them right now. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, 24, it says, He who called you is faithful. Faithful to complete. Faithful, faithful. He's faithful to preserve. He's faithful to protect. He's faithful to help me when I miss it. He's faithful. If I miss it, He can turn up the volume. Say, He can turn up the volume. If I'm not hearing correctly, He's good to bring 20 people along my path to help me get back on the path. Say, He's faithful. If I've made a mess of my life, He is faithful to keep working in me, to keep working through me, to do whatever He can as a good dad to help me get back on the track and fulfill what He has put me on this earth to do. So how can I find my place? Renewing my mind. How can I find my place? Listen to the call. How can I find my place? As I'm renewing my mind, locate those God-given desires, the desires that are there. Whenever you have a blank amount of time, your mind goes there. The desires that are there, that if money was not an option, what would you be doing? The desires that don't leave you, no matter, maybe you unplug for a while, but the desire is still there. See, desire comes from a Latin word, which means to father. Huh. To Father. Our Heavenly Father wants to Father. And we allow Him to Father when we say yes to the Father's desires. And I get up tomorrow and I say, yes, sir. And I get up the next day and what do we say? Yes, sir. When I miss it, I say, yes, sir, that His blood cleanses me. I say, yes, sir, that He's merciful. I say, yes, sir, He separates my sin as far as the east is from the west. I say, yes, sir, know that the deep in Him is calling to the deep in you. The desire, the call. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 in the Amplified. It says, not in your own strength. And stay with me here. We're, we're getting ready to be done. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire, both to will and to work for His good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. 
Not in your own strength, he says, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. So who's at work in me? God. Say, he's working in me. When I'm sleeping, God's working in me. When I get up in the morning, God's working in me. And see, the good thing about God is that whenever we start to listen to the call and we start to listen to the desire, picture the bird, how does the bird get to its designed place? It's just listening to what God put in him. And God desires you and I to be at our place much more than he does a bird, much more than he does a horse, much more than he does a cow, much more than he does your little puppy dog. He desires for us to be in our place, to operate in our grace, and to be who we're created to be. But you know that he has to get our faith to a certain level before we can say yes to the big things. A lot of times we think, oh, I'll do the big things when you're not even doing the little things. Most people don't realize how important it is just to show up. Because, uh, well, for example, in all of our lives, I want you to think about the call. I want you to think about the desire. I want you to think about what God is doing in you right now when I listen. That each step, God is working to get us to a place to fulfill our assignment. But it just doesn't happen overnight. The Bible says we go from faith to faith, glory to glory. When I, when I gave my life to the Lord, I was just in a bad environment and everything. And somehow I got a hold of some partner letters of some uh, ministries. And I just started reading these partner letters, you know, kind of like the devotionals I send out every day if you're signed up for them on email. And I just started memorizing them and I just started getting them in my heart and I just started applying them. And, and I just began to say yes to God as I renewed my mind and no to the addictions that I was in and no to the environment that I was in. I didn't focus on trying not to do that. I focused on knowing Him and applying His Word because if you focus on trying not to do this and do that, and I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to watch porn, I'm not going to smoke this or snort this or drink that, and no, no, and don't, 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 that is your focus. The Bible says it empowers your flesh to rebel, and Paul says the very thing I don't want to do is the thing that I do. But when I focus on saying yes to the mercy of God and yes to the grace of God, and I'm going to focus on what I do know and what I can do, and you start to grow and develop because you're focusing on I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The things that you don't need to be doing fall off because you're so consumed with doing what you know to do. And this is where grace kicks in and empowers us to be everything we're called and created to be. The deep is calling unto deep. The grace is calling unto your place. So how do I find my place? Renewing my mind. How do I find my place? The call, say the call. The desire, say the desire. Acts 17, verse 26 through 28, And he made from one common origin, one source, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, having definitely determined their allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of their habitation, their settlements, lands, and abodes, so that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, although he is not far from each one of us. 
For in Him we live and move and have our being, even as some of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. So he's saying that the family... I want you to, I want, I want you to listen here. How do we find our place? Renewing our mind. Deep is calling unto deep. Allowing the desires to guide us, to help us define our place. Here he's saying, God did not make a mistake when you were born into the family you were born into. God did not make a mistake in the environment, the, the town, the, geog the geographical location you were born into. You should not have been born in 1700. You should have been born right now. You should not have been born in 2100. You should have been born right now. God knows what He's doing. Now also, God knows the good relationships He has designed for you to connect to, the good environments. It says that God has an environment designed, picture this, an environment designed for you to find Him. But also the enemy is working nonstop trying to get wrong relationships into your life so you don't find Him. Because if you don't find Him, you don't find your place and you don't find your grace and you don't fulfill what you're called and created to do and you spend your whole life frustrated, miserable, and separated from God. So not all the relationships were God's plan, but the good ones were. You knowing about this country instead of another country, it's a part of His plan. You locating and finding this relationship and this relationship and moving across from this part of the country to this part of the country, it's all a part of His plan. So the locations that I've been a part of, the good ones, are a part of His plan.